how fast will this make you money? So I'm going to go through how fast Razors.com can make you money and how that looks like right now. So how fast will you get a return on investments from setting up and raising capital for your fund rollup or acquisition here? So we're going to split this video into two parts. First are the amounts and the next will be the probabilities. So, you know, everyone has a timeline. So this is you now assuming that let's say you're, you're, you're barely set up your private placements or you're not ready. And the end timeline is your fund and offering is created and closed. So the truth is getting everything set up, it takes, is always going to take time. It's always going to take cost. And the whole purpose of, you know, at the end of the day, the whole purpose is to make things have less, take less time and take less cost to create value in that Delta. So for the setup, that's what we propose. So we, some of our members, they set up real estate investment trusts and complicated entities. We assist them in lowering potential legal fees. And this is one situation, perhaps your situation is, maybe you don't have anything like this, but this is more of the complex type of transactions we papered together. So, I mean, setup, we often see it could be as high as 20K to 40K um, to under 10K is really the idea is to get those setup fees low. And as you've seen in this example, that's really the point. It's to make sure we get these things low. So the idea is that the first part of the quote unquote return on investment is to minimize legal fees where possible. So in a standard way, so the red represents a standard way. You now paying 40K to a securities attorney to set everything up uh, for a complicated transaction. And so that's where the negative is. But in the quote unquote, better way of doing it would be to get those fees underneath 10k as, as quickly as possible and to create value in that difference between the red and the, and the blue and so that the area underneath the two the two curves that is what value is and that's what return on investment is in the first part so the next that's the prep phase but next there's a raising part of it as well and for the raising parts you know investment banks they charge this is what a standard investment bank would charge a retainer fee of 25k in addition, you know, several success fees and everything. So if you look at any, you know, any mid market investment bank that is a professional capital raiser that is registered by FINRA, they, these are some of the standard market rates if you just go out and ask an investment bank to help you for your deal, if they accept you. So uh, I guess the companies like raises.com, the idea is to get this thing, get that part underneath 5K to underneath 10K for the raising part of as well. And the same story, you know, normally it's 25K or 35K to work with a normal boutique investment bank to work on actually the compliance outreach to investors in situations where it's obviously legal to do so. And you look at the Delta, so you can probably replace that by 35 or 25, but the area underneath the two curves on the right. So this is really the difference here is trying to minimize this as well. And that's the raise phase. So that's just in terms of cost, but what about the probabilities of the deals closing and how can we look at the ROI in terms of the chance of getting things closed here? So you can also use this strategy. So what I'm about to show you, you can actually also potentially use this when selling your deal to investors, obviously in compliant ways, but you want to really see the arguments that is being made here and use it to your benefit, both in terms of you potentially using this and stealing this arguments and you actually seeing what it makes, how it makes sense in the context of you using a company like raises.com to set up and raise for your transaction. So this is the expected value formula. So if you, if, if people are familiar, this, this is how, you know, multimillionaire investors, you know, like Richard Koch and so on, you know, track their investments. Basically you look at the probability of a deal closing 
uh, or the probability of the value you'd get multiplied by the value you'd get. Like, let's say you have an investment that gives you, you know, a million bucks after five years. You know, you multiply the percentage chance of that happening by the million bucks. So let's say you have a 10, there's a 10% chance of a venture capital investment giving you a million dollars. You just multiply that by 10 and then that'll give you, you know, a hundred thousand. So that's what it would be worth. So that's basically the formula in a nutshell. If you're not familiar with the Sigma and it looks intimidating. So again, all it is, it's the sum of all the values. So the sum of all the values in the formula multiplied by the chance of the values actually taking place. And so that gives you the expected value. So let's say you make $100 if you flip a coin that lands on heads. So flipping a coin that lands on heads in that case would have an expected value of $50 because there's only there's a 50% chance of the coin landing on heads and giving you $100. So you just multiply $100 times the probability of it happening, then you get $50. Uh, yeah, and again, because the value is 100 and you multiply by the probability and it's 50. And because there are no other values to add up, that's the only thing there. So the expected value is, uh, you, you know, it also includes negatives. So for example, let's say you make $100 if you flip a coin and lands on heads, but you lose $100 if it lands on tails. So what that means is that the expected value will be zero because it's some, so you add everything up. The probability of the thing landing on heads is 50, you get 50 bucks, but then the chance of it going on tails is worth negative 50. So because the probability of it landing on tails is 50% and you, you multiply 100 times 50%, you get negative um, you get negative 50. But then again, because the chance of it landing on heads, you get $100, multiply that, you get 50, positive 50. But then you add them up, that's what the sigma and the crazy E looks like. You add them up and it nets to zero. So you just have to remember there are some plus and minuses when you look at expected values and chances of things actually taking place and closing. And again, remember, we multiply the probability times the values and then add them up. So let's go back to what we discussed initially. You know, let's say you're at a red, you're doing, you work with standard corporate, standard corporate uh, professionals to set up and raise for your private placement offering. And, you know, you, you spend like probably 75K, you know, versus spending, you know, let's say 5K or 10K or whatever, you know, looking at cost-effective firms and setups and done with you methods. So let's, let's just run through that formula. So the cost-effective way, you know, let's say, at worst, it costs 10K to set up and raise for your deal versus, and then plus, you know, let's say if your deal closes, you can net a $500,000. So let's say whatever type of transaction you're doing, you make $500,000 if it closes. And let's say that there's a 10% chance of your deal closing, but there's a 100% chance of you paying money to set up the deal and to advertise to investors and to hire salespeople or whatever. So there's a 100% chance of you paying money to get it going but there's only a 10% chance of you netting 500K in profits after the deal closes. So that would mean that the expected value would be 40K because we simply multiplied what you lose times the probability, and then we add up what you gain times the probability. And so obviously it's because we're multiplying 10K by 100, we get 10K, there's no difference. And then we multiply 500K by 10%, and then we get 50K. So then you add them up, you get 40K. So that's the expected value if you include the probability of 10% chance of the deal closing. 
So the standard way, so if you work with the big investment banks, so let's go back to the red. So if you work with the big standard investment banks and professionals and accountants that are normal, and then you set this up, you know, you're guaranteed to pay 75K. You know, and let's say you get the same benefits if the deal closes. And let's say there's still that 10% chance of the deal closing. You know, then you would get, it's the same story. You know, the only difference is that you're paying more initially. So we're, again, we're multiplying. There's a 100% chance of you paying, you know, let's say you're paying fund administration software, you know, the typical people, uh, 75K and plus investment bank, 75K to begin. Uh, and there's a 100% chance of you paying that without you guaranteeing that the thing will close. Well, let's say there's a 10% chance of your deal closing and you netting 500K in profits. You know, it's actually negative 25K. And that should be in red, but negative 25K when you add everything up. And yeah, because we just multiply it 100 times this and times that. And so don't take it from me. You can play with these numbers and this is a standard, pretty basic formula that people use when looking at probabilities. So if you add up the probabilities of your deal closing based on your confidence of working with any professional, just get that value that makes sense for what you're doing. And even if there's a 1% chance that you will raise enough capital within the time frame that you're looking for to get the results that you want, you potentially save yourself a lot of hassle and time wasted for something that hasn't happened yet. So hopefully this helps bring some clarity into you properly, you know, knowing how to plan out your capital raise.